My name is Sam Varner, and I'm a profit coach. And you're asking yourself, what the hell is a profit coach? It is a coach that focuses on business owners getting to the point where they're paying themselves a minimum of $75,000 in actual income. So you are so profitable in your business, you are taking home a minimum of 75 k You've got your systems, your finances, your sales, everything all sorted out, and you have generated the business that you thought you were going to do when you first started. This is for service-based entrepreneurs. So if you're a lawyer or a doctor or a chiropractor or somebody similar in private practice, and you've spent all the time learning exactly what you need to know to be exceptional in your industry, but what you didn't get was the business knowledge in taking this private practice from a place you work to a thriving business, that's what I'm here for. I'm Sam Varner, the Profit Coach, and this is the podcast, She Needs Grit. Get ready, get caffeinated, and let's get profitable. Okay, everybody. Thanks for joining me on the She Needs Grit podcast. Today, we have an extra special guest. I'm excited because this is a conversation that we're not exactly sure where it's going to go. We're going to talk a little business. We're going to talk about women in business. We're going to talk all about exactly what Carolyn Bolt does and who she helps. Um, And we're going to just go from there. So thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yes. So, all right. So let's get started with a little bit of give the audience an idea of kind of who you are, what's your business. Tell us a little bit that way. How did you get into it? And then we'll just, we'll see where the wind takes us. Okay. That sounds great. Um, So my name is Carolyn Bolt, as you said, and I am the owner of a company named Crossfields. And we are a full service architectural and interiors firm that focuses on developing holistic healthcare and bringing them to a higher level. So they have a higher level of respect by their potential patients and clients and just to kind of elevate them as a profession overall. And we do that virtually. So we've been doing it virtually since we started this. Uh, we reinvented ourselves, which could be part of our co- conversation. Mm-hmm. My, I work with my husband um, and we have a team of about, we have three full-time designers that work virtually and then salesperson and some part-time BAs and some of that the added stuff you need to run a business. But um, we reinvented ourselves in 2010, 11-ish after reading the E-Myth. Yes, okay. Which is a place we can go and um, realize that we were doing design build in the Atlanta, I'm in the the Atlanta area Mm -hmm. and I'm a commercial interior architect and he is an architectural engineer and a contractor. And we are working together doing design build in the Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. And we got a hold of the book, The E-Myth, and realized we did not have a business. We owned our job. Yes. And uh-huh. So then it was like, okay, now what do we do? Because we were the bottlenecks to everything. We'd have a few employees here and there, but we were the bottlenecks. And we had no system. We had no, we just, everything was very custom and very, whatever that client needed at the time, we created a whole new scope, a whole new, you know, a whole new venture. And some of that served us because we became very specialized. But what happened is we were doing 
started doing work for Life University, um, which is a chiropractic college here in Atlanta. And we started working with them when they were not in a good place. They had almost lost their accreditation. And my background was large facility design work. Okay. And so I was hired to help reduce their facilities, actually. Okay. But out of that, they got a new president and they wanted to expand and grow. And they knew that the the facility was an important part of that growth. So we became, um, over the course of like 2003 till 2014, we became almost a department to their to their campus. And so then we realized, hey, we have a like... Uh, 80% of our business in this one spot and mm-hmm. we do everything they say we need to do because that's we have every 80% of our business in this one spot. We so need to, lot, right? There yeah. was a lot of factors, yeah, a lot of factors that went into it, but so yeah, the e-myth was what we got exposed to and just said, "Hey, what are we going to do here?" So it started out with the idea that we could design uh chiropractic specific offices now we've expanded to all holistic health but we knew we couldn't do enough of them in Atlanta. So we said we were going to have to create virtually. So we just created this thing. I love that. There. Yeah. Well, and especially when we're talking about doing that in 2010, 2011, the forced virtual reality for a lot of us, right? Hadn't happened yet. So no. you guys were way ahead of the curve, which meant that when everybody, I mean, come COVID times, had to figure out a way to operate their business online in a much more meaningful way, you were already there, which is quite an advantage. Like that was a very- Who would of, know? Who no, would- You would, would never know, know right? Never very, know. very like helpful accident yeah. that you ended up in that space. So, okay. I have so many questions. I'm like, where do okay. we want to go now? <laughs> let's talk a little bit about, let's talk a little bit about working with your husband. I think that that's an interesting situation. I think there's a lot of business owners out there especially small business owners, right? When they're starting out that the spouse plays a major role in not just the, like, I support you in your idea that you have in this entrepreneurial gig that you're going to do, but, but actually start to be like, no, I need your skill set in whatever facet that they bring to it. So how has that been over the years working (laughs) together with him? How's, how's that, how's that been going? How's that been going? Uh, it's definitely been a, a process, but it's ended up on a very, very positive, positive side. Just to, just to understand, I was already doing, I was already working for myself. So he's my second marriage. We've been married 24 years last month or this month, August 8th. And we met working together. So I was doing contract okay. interior design, started working on my own. I was a mom entrepreneur working on my own um, when my daughter was two. So Mm -hmm. I went through that where I just did anything that came along with the idea. And the idea was to give me flexibility and it did, but then I also went through a divorce. So then it became more of a requirement for me to work. And so that was um, 91. And then I met Scott in 98 uh, when I was a contract employee for the company he was working with. Okay. Had no intention of ever working together. He was employed and he had a good job and I was going to stay a contract designer forever. Anyway, we got married in 99 and in 2004-ish, he started getting this entrepreneurial itch. 
Uh-huh. And it was actually really good timing because the company that he was working for was not doing very well. Okay. So it was either I need to go find another job or let me try to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. So we had no intention of working together at all. So he was in the banking industry and I had done some banks with the ex, that's how I met him. Yeah. But his focus was going to be helping doing bank development. But then when we started going to some trade shows and some marketing things together, I'd go with him, meet these bankers. And it just became like, hey, can we do design build? Because he also was a general contractor. Right. Yes. We had the skills to be doing that piece of it as well. Exactly. So he worked on getting his general contractor business license and, Mm -hmm. and expanding it to the top. And I worked on, you know, getting all the accreditations that would... I mean, I was already had all those accreditations, but I, you know, was always working on getting more and just yeah. thought that was the answer, you know, us to just become more and more professional and doing this design build. So then in, as you heard my story about Life University, what was going on at the time was that I kind of had my jobs and mm-hmm. he had his jobs. And then we had skill sets that we pulled in together. Right. So we had, didn't really have a business per se together. Although we put it all under one financial umbrella. Okay. So just all the household income was coming in, but some was you, some was him, some was a mesh. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So just the name Crossfields was a name that I had registered already. had a, what do you call it? I had, it's a um, S Corp, an S Corp already. And I had another escort, but it was a, a escort created to do marketing with another group of people. Okay. And they just said, you know, that's just sitting over here. So why don't you just take that when Scott went to work for himself? And my mm-hmm. other business name was my maiden name. So okay. it was like, okay, let's do that. Going yeah. forward with all those details, when we worked together on a project, we had a very natural separation of what we did. because right. which probably helped in working together, I imagine. It did. Yeah. Until we decided to reinvent ourselves and build a business mm-hmm. and realized that we knew nothing about marketing. Right. All, all of our marketing had been just networking, you know, and, and you know, and word of mouth, which yeah. wasn't growing us. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know. Yeah, it gets to a certain level, but there's, there is a, there is a capping out there on how much time you can put into it and therefore how much you can grow that way for sure. Exactly. Exactly. And we knew we couldn't really grow because we didn't have anything duplicatable. You know, it was, everything was unique. So when we started down this path to say, how do we do this? And we had this vision that we would create a standardized scope of services, not standardized design, but standardized scope of services that we could price in bucket so that we weren't reinventing a scope of services and a proposal like most architecture and design firms do every Mm -hmm. time they have a new large project. That was the idea. And really the idea was to help the startup chiropractors because we were working at the university and fast forward, the other thing that happened in 2010, besides the e-myth is we were asked to teach a class to the students on campus. And we were so immersed in the business of chiropractic and we began to understand their pain and their challenges and their, their struggles with, you know, just there, they were the underdogs, you know, they were the underdogs and they were constantly needing to promote. And we were already holistic patients ourselves. My daughter was healed of tonsillitis at two two through chiropractic. So I was already an advocate. 
yeah. and just a lot of merging of those things together that made mm -hmm. sense. But we didn't know how to run a business. Okay, so before we get back to the show, I want to ask you something. Have you managed to implement everything that you've learned from me so far on how to scale, become profitable in your business? Like, for real, everything? Do you pay yourself at least 75K? Are your financials and your systems serving your life, not just your business? Well, if you're not paying yourself or selling your services consistently, then that means you are not doing what you need to create your growth and money goals. You are not taking the right actions, and if you don't change what actions that you take, there is something else that's not going to change. The results. Yep. The results that you're getting aren't going to change either. You'll continue to not see an increase in profit and will rinse and repeat until you tell everyone that business just didn't work and that you're quitting because you didn't love it. So if you are ready to figure out and maybe admit that you're not doing everything I've taught on this podcast and you need some helps with the implementation, then you need to click in the link in the show notes you need to book a call with me so that I can hear exactly where you are in business, make sure that She Profit School is the right step for you, and you can get started. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? We knew how to I run do. projects. We yeah. knew how to run We were, as, as the email said, we were excellent tech, technicians that had an entrepreneurial seizure. Yep. So yeah. um, it was a journey. And the first, and if, if I had to give advice to anyone, yeah. hire professionals to help you. You are, you are absolutely like preaching to the choir about that because I think that is where most small business owners go wrong is they try to do it themselves and muddle through without the skill set because they haven't yet developed it for so long that then inevitably you're almost dealing with the frustration piece more than anything else. So I see that a lot with my clients where they come to me and it's not at the beginning of the problem. It is like, I'm the 75th thing that they've maybe chosen to try and help with. They're very jaded. They're very frustrated. They've become economically really uncomfortable a lot of times, mm -hmm. right? They're mm -hmm. either over leveraged, especially anybody in private practice that has a space is dealing with a leverage problem almost all the time. And I just think if you start out of the gate earlier with what support do I need? What professionals do I need to help grow this properly from the beginning? Massive difference in how quickly oh. I think you can take off, right? Yes. And you're, you're speaking to me in a couple of ways. One, we, we, our first person that we hired was a marketing consultant. Okay. Because what we absolutely realized, we didn't understand that we didn't know anything else. But right. we absolutely understood we didn't know marketing, at least okay. the way we needed to do marketing. Because if we were going to do this virtually, we were going to do it internationally, we were going to do it, it was going to be web-based and lead-driven. Yeah. We, you know, the first thing about it. I mean, we had a we had a website, but it was yeah. basically our brochure. Right. It's, it's like somebody has to trip on you in the internet yeah. to find yeah. out, right? So it's like, and well, it's, how do we get them to you? Exactly. So started reading enough and talking to, you know, and, and obviously there's a lot of people, even in 2010, 11, there's a lot of people to give you advice, mm -hmm. not as much even as there is now, but so that process of beginning to understand what we needed to do. And so we hired a professional marketing company 
that took what started as a Facebook and a blog because I was started writing articles and things to help these students. Yeah. And and we had created a course for the students and we just did it free because that's what we wanted to do. So I had material that we started blogging and that's what kind of grew. And so they took that and turned it into a website and started marketing funnels and yeah, and it's grown. Now we have like 9,800 people on our mailing list and all of our leads come through. In fact, now I'm, I listen to your um, networking. Now my thing is, okay, now I need to really shift because even though we built this funnel where people find us online, I need to expand to network. I need to right. expand to be, because I've become, the, the systems are there, they're running. I don't do design anymore, but yeah. I'm focused hundred percent on business building. And so that is now the face of the company. So I've now taken that course that I created in 2010. I've turned it into a course just launched a couple of weeks ago. So that's scary. Uh-huh. Yeah, just things like that. Just, just kind of processing through, but going back to hiring people, the first one we hired was this business coach was this marketing coach. It's a big chunk of money. Yep. It was really scary, mm-hmm. but it's like, we don't know what we're doing, you know? Yeah. And then that turned into a, just a digital marketing company to handle our website and more digital marketing and stuff. And then I started, I started saying I need coaches. So there right. were coaches specific to the interior design industry mm-hmm. and I knew them. I was on their website. So I started hiring, you know, I would hire them. Scott would come along. It's really only been in the last, well, I guess it took about, I don't know, 2000. There was somewhere in there where he decided we needed a coach. So, okay. So it was the coaches that helped us the mm-hmm. most. And one particular coach really helped us with our relationship. We okay. didn't actually realize, but we were not headed in a good direction because we didn't realize it, that we were in each other's sandbox a lot. Uh, yeah. So we were fighting a lot. We were struggling with power. We're both, we're both dominant personalities and mm-hmm. um, we were just, it was easy in a project because we knew where each other fell, but now we're in this business. Mm-hmm. And so we had to really get clear on what our giftings were, what our, you know, what was, and his gifting is operations, his gifting is finances, his gifting is, is really handling systems and things from a finite standpoint. Yeah. And mine was more of, as I've described, more the business development and the spokesperson and the, and once we, once we got clear on that and created this coach had us create some real distinct boundaries. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, like, I feel like you needed that org chart of like, whose lane is what, what tasks fall under what person's heading. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And we work in our home. Okay. So let's add oh, a whole So you're level. never like leaving work the way. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure work is permeating all of the boundaries. It is. Point it is. Too, now, right? now, one of the things that we have the advantage of is and we talk about virtual work and stuff in 2010, we didn't want anyone to know we were working on our home. Right. Right. So we, we had a basement built out and all of our staff came there. So we didn't have any virtual employees. We were just doing it virtually. Um, now it's totally accepted and all of our employees are virtual. So that just morphed, but it still was that idea that when we went down into our basement, we were going into our office. Yes. And when we came up from our basement, 
we were supposed to leave. But you know how when you come home from work when you want to decompress with your spouse? Uh-huh. It's like that middle level. So we had three levels to our home. So once we went up the stairs, that was our boundary. We weren't supposed to talk about business. Definitely once we went into the bedroom. Yeah. More business. So yeah. that was one. Another, I, that was the biggest one. That's the one we have to hold on to the most. And we have to stop mm-hmm. each other because it's really. Yeah, I feel like you're you're probably saying to each other, like, listen, let's just go out in the hallway real quick and have this. <laughs> like, I do want to have this conversation, but we can't do it laying in bed here like this. We have to like hop, hop back out. Let's go have a little, a little chat. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're really good now about once we get into bed, we don't talk about it. But when we're in the bathroom, both getting ready in the morning and stuff, it's so easy to start talking about it. And yeah, you're right. We have done exactly what you said. Just stop. We have to go in the hall or we have to stop, you know, but it's hard. But, um, but having that middle ground place where we were okay to decompress. Yeah. But having some, so I'm not going to say we got it, but that coach specifically saved our marriage to be real. And your business, right? I mean, realistically that, that whole thing. Because it's it so interwoven, would have just we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have a business if we hadn't had a marriage, right? I don't know how we would have kept working together. Yeah, feel like that would have been real hard. <laughs> Felt real hard. So yes, yeah. So so much of your story is so intriguing to me. I think just the idea. I talk a lot to my clients about doing things differently. So because I don't specifically target people in any specific industry, so they're all kind of professional services. And I do that very intentionally with the idea that I think somebody who has an accounting firm can learn from the chiropractor, can learn from the doctor, can learn from the orthodontist. And I think it's that creativity to go, you can build this however you want. There are obviously certain rules in every one of our professions that dictate certain things, but for the most part, we can create anything that we want to create. And so I love that you did this so early in comparison to what I think a lot of people are coming to right now, because like when I deal with my, my clients, it takes a lot for me to get them into the mindset even of, I can shake this up. I have clients who are lawyers in private practice and for them to move away from that every six minute billing and like, what would a legal structure look like that is different? I just love that. I love that you've created something that when you first hear about it, you think it must be regional specific, but to have blown that up and been like, no, we can actually do this no matter where your practice is, no matter where your, your organization is housed is not really that critical. How do you interact with the guys on the ground that are actually doing the build out or are you traveling? Like, how is that working? How much of that do you get? How much is that's a good question. So we, uh, no, we don't travel to our clients at all. Okay. We do do design build in the Atlanta area. Okay, perfect. So that's a different story because it's construction, yeah. right? But our designers, I just through, and you're right, you know, technology, when we started this thing, we actually did a lot without video because in 2000, we had Skype, yep. which not everybody knew how to use Skype. No, it would have been not the familiar way that we are now with online communication like this, right? Exactly. And then we we did, we were, uh, GoToMeeting was a program that was available. And in mm-hmm. fact, it's funny because we just switched to Zoom because Zoom didn't even exist when we started. No, not in 2010. Yeah. So, but Zoom has become like Kleenex 
You know what I'm saying? It's not that, and everyone's so familiar with it, but so it's, it's learning the technologies and computer, always looking at how can we serve the client better from this virtual standpoint, what we've come, even the clients that we have in town, we serve better virtually than we do face to face. So because we do all of our drawings on the computer right? and all our drawings are three-dimensional. And so we have to be in front of a computer to have that communication. Yeah. So even if you are face to face, you're still with said computer as yeah. the visual, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then there's, you know, we come up with tools to, there's a, in the design industry itself, there's a term called as built where you have an existing condition building that's going to be renovated or built, whatever it's going to be done for it. So getting as built used to be a very costly thing. Okay. We would have to hire local people to go measure and and draw and send us back. It'd be a couple of thousand dollars. So a lot of our doctors didn't want to spend the money on it. So they would go and do all the measurements and send it to us. And we had to go back and forth and back and forth because we were dependent upon them. Well, about three years ago, our salesperson actually was a designer and then she went into sales, but she had a real estate background too. Okay. She was the one who said, why don't we use these 3D scans that the real estate photographers use? Well, come to find out there's a whole, so like Matterport, I don't know what they are, but um, which ones they are. But when you do a walkthrough of a house and you see the floor plan and you can move yourself. the measurements and things right then. Yeah. 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 So it's a whole, so there's just, as technology has grown, it's become easier and easier for us not to have to be there and not to have to burden the client. So, and then we do, we do um, full sets of construction drawings, mm-hmm. help them with the bid process. We don't do construction anywhere else. We right. act as the architect, designer, engineer of record. you're working with the general contractor boots on the yes. ground, wherever they are. Yes. Okay. And then we do, uh, we do it through our phones and through Zoom. So they, they walk us around and yeah, just so much more accepted. Thank you, COVID. If yeah. I could tell you a couple of things about COVID, thank you, COVID, because now it's just absolutely accepted. And yeah, nobody's even going to ask questions about it. They're like, oh, of course you can do that. I think that's, I think that's such a unique strength, right? Such a unique strength and something that you were able to just lean into. And now as technology is just going faster and faster in that direction, you're able to do more. I love that. That is so good. Well, I want to, I want to share something with you. I hope this encourages somebody. We knew we had to do it and we tried to figure out the best way we could do it. And then technology somehow caught up to us. Mm -hmm. And so that was a scary thing. Do you know what I'm saying? So if I look at, if I look at some of the challenges um, that we've had, is we just had this vision of what we needed to do, but we didn't know how we were going to get there. So we, kept, we just kept trying things and mm-hmm. not giving up. And it's 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 paid off. So that would be an encouragement to hopefully to your listeners that it's not easy. No. It's not easy. And we're still not where we want to be. You know, we're still not, you're talking about profitability. We're still not as profitable as we want to be because every time we want to do something new, it's another outlay of money. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, and it's always making those decisions around the kind of ROI. And sometimes you can't see all the way down that path. And you just have to take that little bit of a leap and go, I think this is going to work. I think there's potential here and we just need to go from there. Yeah. I, I love this so much. I think that there is 
there are so many more questions that I'm like, okay, we need, we might need to do a part two of this discussion and go down a little bit of a different path because I just think there's so much here that can be so valuable for an entrepreneur just starting out or an entrepreneur who is midway through their journey and really banging their head against the wall to try and figure out like, how do I go from here? Where do I go from here? So yeah, I love that. We're, we're not done this conversation. Hire professionals. Hire professionals. I am here for that. I think it's hire professionals. I think the other things I've heard today that are so good are be really creative about what you think you can build and then go out seeking how to do that. And with whoever you work with, right, whoever that ends up being, whether it's your spouse or not, really clearly having those lines delineated on who does what and for what benefit and then to stay out of each other's way, right? Right. And don't bring the talk all the way home, all the way up the stairs. Don't do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, tell me a little bit about, um, we've got about three minutes left. So tell me okay. a little bit about that course that you just launched. And then we'll make oh. sure to put that in the show notes because there are definitely um, chiropractors in, specifically that I know listen to this podcast, but definitely private practice owners that may just be up for it. So give us a little two minute of, tell me about the course. Well, the course, the goal of the course is to fill the gap between all the free stuff that we offer. We have so much free stuff on our website and um, they can go to our website and there's a landing page just called uh, crossfieldsdesign.com listeners, board slash listeners. And I think I sent you that link. And I do have it. It'll be on the show notes for sure. Yeah. So they can get some of our free, one of our free resources, but they can check us out at that point too. Lots and lots of free resources focused on why your office environment, anyone that has a brick and mortar, mm-hmm. specifically that sees patients, they need to understand that that brick and mortar is their biggest marketing asset. Absolutely. And they need to be very intentional about it. So that's one of my messages. And the other message is that, um, or the other process, the other piece of that is that there is a process to opening an office that most people don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so my first e-booklet that I wrote was the five biggest mistakes chiropractors make. I've changed in practitioners make when opening an office. And the number one is not understanding the process. So yeah. they go, cause they don't only have to do it every seven to 10 years, right? right. Yeah. But they just need to be an educated consumer. So my goal with this course that obviously when someone comes to us for one-on-one service, we guide them through that process. Right, right. And if they come to us later than we wish they would, we figure it out and we we guide them through. But that costs money. Do you know what I'm saying? And so there's this gap of people that really have more time than they have money. Yep. And they need to be able to bridge the gap to understand the process and understand what a quality office environment involves. And that's mm-hmm. what the course is all about. So the goal is to help to get them away from overwhelm and to help them actually make wise decisions, you know, yeah. save money and save time and make those wise decisions. So that's yeah. perfect. That's that's a huge value for anybody to kind of understand, even in the bricks and mortar, even if you're not seeing patients, but especially if you are, right? If you are having your clientele come in and sit and wait for their their services than to have an understanding of the environment you want to be portraying out in the world. 
Exactly. Because it's, you know, it's your first impression. Mm -hmm. I can go down that path too. So that's what I talk a lot about. And that's what the course is all about too. So yeah, that's perfect. Well, where is the best place that people can find you? I know the website is obviously huge. Is that where you mostly want to be connected or is there anywhere else people should track you down? The website is huge, as you said. And on the website at the bottom, we've got face, we're, we're big on Facebook. Okay. As that's where we started. You know, we started yeah. doing Facebook pages. Facebook, we have Instagram. We are huge on Pinterest. Okay. So Pinterest is our biggest way people find us. So we have a whole, we have thousands and thousands of followers on Pinterest. So ideas, not all of it's ours because we pin stuff. That's how yeah. our designers work with clients. Is Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Send me your pin board of what are you, what are you thinking? Right. Okay. It is. It is. So that's I a love point. that. I so love that. that. Yeah, just these, I'm doing these podcasts all over. So you can, on our website, you can see those podcasts linked and stuff. So yours will be on there as soon Perfect. as it gets launched. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. This is a, this has been a really good conversation. I'm excited kind of the trajectory, but I do think we're going to need to book another time and have another conversation. That would but be amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You are welcome. Thank you so much for listening and spending your time at the She Needs Grit podcast. I would be ever so grateful if you would be able to leave me a review or share this episode with somebody that you know needs to listen to these lessons as well. Thank you so much.